What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Today's guest is a massive pro wrestling fan. He's traveled all over the country, attending some of the biggest events, meeting some of the biggest pro wrestling stars. He also attended the When We Were Young Festival in Las Vegas, which we dive into. Um, this is a very pro wrestling heavy episode, which I absolutely love because honestly, I never have anybody to talk about pro wrestling with. And it was a huge part of my life for the longest time. So if you got a problem with that, tough shit. And that's the bottom line. Because D. Craig said so. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Josh Roman. Have you lived in Billings your whole life? Or? No. I moved down here in 2008 or 2009. One of those years. I've been here for uh, yeah, a pretty long time. And I just came down here from New York City. I was born and raised there. Okay. And uh, by when I turned 21, I wanted to uh, move somewhere. And Montana wasn't in the mindset of where this is where I'm going to live. And I decided just to come visit, and then from there, I could pick where I want to go. Um, one of my best friends, who I consider family, you know, used to live here, and always said, you should come down and visit. I think you'll love this. It's a big change of pace, and that's what you're looking for. Oh, that's from New York City? Like, legit New York City? New York City, like, you know, the projects. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and... um. I, uh, yeah, it it was the exact polar opposite of what I needed, you know. It was a big culture shock for me. Oh, I bet. Coming down here, but I, uh, I already have been to, like, North Carolina and places that are not, like, you know, not a big, big city, so. Sure, so it wasn't so, you didn't go from yeah the biggest city in the world yeah. to yeah. so little I, old town. So, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy time. I don't know if I went ever suggest doing that really <laughs> it was a really bad idea but it w i was super stubborn to make it work regardless of whatever the um the situation i like i didn't have a job lined up i didn't have family i had that one friend you know um and just kind of start from scratch start from scratch and uh i was ready to do it though i was ready to, i i spent a month living in a hotel until like i uh started rooming with a co-worker of mine and then eventually moved in with another person and then gradually just got my own place was there a specific reason for the move yeah i think for me i was just tired i was just like i felt like new york as crazy as it sounds like i wanted more out of it and i wasn't getting it there i wanted something completely different sure. i was having this conversation with my cousin we were out this uh we were at this park, and we were talking about our lives and what we wanted to do. And I said I wanted to do something completely different. I wanted to get out of here. 
I originally wanted to go to Canada. Oh, wow. Um, mainly because everything about Canada I was, like, vibing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, some of the best wrestlers are from Canada. True, true. So, you, like, you learn a lot about it. Because you research your favorite wrestler, you want to know everything about them. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me. <laughs> no worries. Um, that's where I wanted to go. I wanted to go to uh, Canada. Uh, but, yeah, I ended up here in Montana. So you've always been a wrestling fan then, huh? Yeah, I've always been a wrestling fan. I, uh, I, you know, I go in between spurts of when I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my mom was the reason why I was a wrestling fan. Okay. Um, she was the main reason why I started watching it, and I still watch it. It's because of her. She used to sit me down um, and watch wrestling with me and, like, tell me about all her favorites. And she's a big wrestling fan. She doesn't watch it as much now. But she was so into it back then and got me into it back then. That's interesting that, uh, like, usually uh, the mom wouldn't be necessarily the, the one that gets you into something like that, it, it, you know, because it's, yeah, it's, it's more of a, it's a little male violent. dominant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's cool that that's the case because, you know, obviously there's all kinds of different cases. But mm-hmm. yeah. So is she still in New York then? She is still in New York. She's a school teacher in New York City. Wow. Yeah. And uh, she's she's always been uh, in so, in that sort of field ever uh-huh. since I was a little kid. She was always in that field. Um, but yeah, she was a just a single single parent. Um, lived with my grandmother for almost my entire life. The two of them raised me. Uh, it was a kind of like a complicated household because even though there was so much love in the room, there was a lot of language barriers. My grandmother, who lived there, spoke only Spanish. Okay. My mom really didn't want me. I don't know if she was just, like, um, scared or I don't know how her feelings were about it. But she didn't teach me Spanish. Mm-hmm. She sent me to, like, an all-English-speaking school, public school. Is your mom bilingual? Yeah. Okay. She is. And I don't know. I just, I don't think it was just, she has so much on her plate. I don't think... Like, hey, you need to learn this as well was just... Although that would have been kind of cool. It would have been. And I still... And I it's partly my fault because, like, I could have just picked it up on it on my own. Um, I can understand it completely. So if you talk to me in Spanish, I'll understand. But, like, I can't, like... Communicate back. Yeah, I can't have that conversation with you back. <laughs> Which is interesting, like... Because it is totally different, like, to, to hear it and understand it. Because, especially growing up, yeah. I'm sure you just picked up on those things. Uh-huh. But then, yeah, to, to formulate, you have to learn how to speak it a certain yeah. way. So Yeah, I just sound like a fool anytime I try to say any, any Spanish phrase. Yeah, I get it. I was the same way in school whenever we learned Spanish. Uh, so, is is your grandmother from Mexico? No, she's uh, she was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Oh, okay, okay. I'm Puerto Rican. And um, she moved down to New York City with my mom when she was really young. And my uh, my grandmother didn't have a great uh, upbringing. Um, she's a very sweet lady, but uh, she was pulled out of school at a young age to take care of her mom's, like, si- sisters and, like, her her sister. So she was, it was, like, a very rough bringing for her. So she just got out of Puerto Rico, like, as soon as she could. Moved down here, and yeah, um, it was uh, just me, my grandmother, and my mom for the longest time until my uh, youngest brother was born. Okay, I was going to ask if you had any siblings. I have two, um, but they're both like half-siblings, I guess you could say. Sure. 
uh one's from one one's from like two different fathers mm -hmm. but um yeah i'm still super close with them as well they are they're all three of us could not live more different lives really yeah are they both in the in new york still they're too? both in new york still my uh one of my brothers actually came down here to visit and ended up falling in love with it as well and stayed with me for a couple of months oh really before he moved back he just got like a great opportunity in New York. He couldn't pass up on it, so he had to he had to go back to it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they, my uh, one of my brothers uh, is a musician, is like the lead uh, guitarist in his band. Okay, yeah, uh, it's just, he's just uh, it's like an indie rock band called Roman Sky. Okay, and he's doing his thing, which I think is great. And then my other brother is um, a model for. He does like photo shoots. He was in Vogue. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. They those three us three could not be more and then their their oldest brother lives in Montana. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well that's yeah, that is interesting. And then what how old were you when you came here? Then you said two thousand nine. Uh I, I just turned twenty one. Okay. I okay. just turned twenty one. So I'm thirty five now. Sure. Okay. So yeah, so about almost fifteen years then, huh? Damn. Yeah. That's, I, I it's a long time. I know, especially when New York is like kind of your well it's your home base essentially right and then mm -hmm. you always have that option to go back that's pretty interesting that you wouldn't bite on that just because you you'd think opposite so many yeah. people would yeah. like the amount of times i've heard people around here say oh i just want to get out of here i want to go somewhere else and this that you know yeah but to hear from the other side of it you coming from a bigger city and like sticking around it's just kind of a, a different uh perspective yeah i mean i i fell in love with this place and i think the most part about it was the fact that you can learn a trade and perfect it and then take it elsewhere to a bigger city if you wanted to sure there's not a whole lot of competition like everybody can be a bartender here everybody can be a cook here everybody... definitely doesn't hurt that there's a bar on every corner yeah yeah <laughs> so you can learn something and sure. if you want to take that progress it and move it to a bigger city you can do that it's mm -hmm. Plenty of opportunity to do that here. I don't think it'll be as easy as if you went to like Vegas or somewhere and it's like, oh, I want to be a bartender today. Right. Like you got like fifty thousand people who also want to be bartenders, so you gotta. Well, and when you compare, you know, a place like New York to here, it's you're talking cost, mm -hmm. affordability of housing. There's so many factors that go into things. The hustle and like some people really like that hustle and bustle. Some people like a little bit more laid back mm -hmm. so you know it's funny too that you mentioned that i because i never knew the new york connection i can see like a little bit of of how of that in you because you're very intriguing you're a very intriguing person just from <laughs> just from an outside perspective it, it seems like you're always doing something you're always out whether it's at parties downtown or not even just parties but like events mm -hmm. you're either doing something like that you have very impeccable fashion, I must add. Like, thank you. Like, I, I'm nobody to to talk fashion because I have zero of it. But thank I can you. recognize when somebody, <laughs> you know, understands how to dress, and you always dress very nice. Thank you. And then uh, you're always traveling. You're always going all over. Like, I feel like you you. How many events do you think you go to a year? Whether that be wrestling or oh. music, because I know didn't you go to that? Uh, yeah, I just came back from a music festival in Vegas. The we when we were young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? That was incredible. That was like 
a dream. I um, I spend most of it, <clears throat> most of it thinking like, is this really happening? Yeah. Like, you go to a show, you build out the uh, anticipation for it. You're like, oh, I can't wait to go see this band. Mm-hmm. And the time comes, and the band plays, and it's incredible. And then that's it. The, the show is over. Now, it, t- take that feeling and be like, all right, I just saw my favorite band. All right, in like five minutes, I'm going to see my other favorite band. Yeah. And then my other favorite band is playing. And then on top of that, another favorite band is playing. And that just keeps so just- and it, it, it just keeps building and building and building. And it's like... Man, this is <laughs> this is the best day. This yeah, is the best day ever. Where was that at, by the way? It was in the it was in Vegas in this place called the Fairgrounds. The Fairgrounds is right by this motel called Circus Circus. Mm. So it's like sort of by the strip, but not really. Okay, a couple of minutes away. Outside though. Outside. Okay. Man, that does sound fun. Like, I, I I think I've only ever been to one festival. And I only went to the main stage because I was younger. Mm-hmm. I would love to go to a music festival and just. It's always been one on my bucket list. Yeah, I've never been to a festival. So first one? It's my first one. I do not know what to expect. Damn, and, that's uh, a good one to be your first. Yeah, and uh, at first when I when it, when it came out, it was like a meme. Everybody was like, this sounds way too good to be true. This is definitely a scam. Do not give these people money. It's by the same people who did this and that. And I was like, okay, here's the thing. If it's a scam... I'm going to get my money back. Right. It's, you know, the credit card companies or whatever, they're pretty good at, you know, if it's happening to everybody, then, you know, you're going to get it. Um, so worst case scenario is I'm in Vegas and no concert. I'm still in Vegas. I'll make the best of it. I'll go hang out. Sure. Um, There's always something going on. Best case scenario, it happens. Right. Um, but with that being said, the it happened for three days, day one, day two, and the next day it was day three but that was next week day one got shut down day one got canceled 15 minutes before it was supposed to go on oh i bet you were just shitting bricks i mean i was thinking I, they were actually canceling the whole thing or uh-huh. something or like it was a it was I, a scam yeah i could not believe it i was like glued to my phone um what had happened was it the wind the wind was so bad so i moved oh you're good the wind was so bad that the stage was like rocking. Okay. And um, the city is the one who told them they couldn't do it anymore. Wow. It wasn't dumb saying we can't do this. No, the city was like, nah, you gotta, you gotta shut this. Did they postpone it though? Were they able to do all this, all the sets still? Um, unfortunately, they couldn't. They just gave everybody their money back for the first day. For the first day, and the second day went on. The next day, without with no problems. And a lot of people were like, well, can I just go to day two if I got day one? The problem is, they already sold out day two. So if you add on day one and day two together, it's, it's going to be chaos. Yeah. Someone, yeah, you're going to, someone's going to get hurt. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Some people would have only paid for one day. Yeah. Damn. That would have sucked for them. But I guess they still got reimbursed. They got reimbursed. And uh, I have, I actually had a few friends of mine who were in Vegas when it got canceled. And it was a rough day for them. Who who was playing that first day? Do you remember? Um, it was essentially the same exact lineup. Oh, okay. As the one I went to, all the all the stars. The only person that I didn't get to see that had to uh, drop out was Avril Lavigne. Oh, okay. She was on the main card, and she uh, canceled on day three, so I didn't get to see her. Oh, that's a bummer. Still, but, but everybody else was still there. Everybody I- else was on time, like. 
one that's the best thing I is like how quickly and polished everything was. Was there multiple stages? Multiple stages. It's the um, best. It was two stages next to each other. One was like it was a little divider, mm-hmm. and one band was playing. The other band stage was being set, and then as soon as they were done, the band came on, and then the band would like vice versa. Just constant music. Constant music, and they did a good job. Like there was so many outlets for like bathrooms and water. There were like signs everywhere that says "Don't forget to drink water." Oh yeah, <laughs> like big out neon signs. Don't forget to drink water. You. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm sure they've had multiple issues with stuff like that when it's in yeah. Vegas outside. Oh, and it was hot. When when was that? It was in the end of October. Oh wow! I and it was still it was a it was a scorcher. Damn, <laughs> that sun was not having any fun with us. I think when I went to Vegas, it was like June, and that was hot. Like you literally would walk from. Just not even the hotel to hotel, because God knows that's like a mile between each hotel. It's crazy <laughs> how far they are between each other. Yeah. But you just walk from from one hotel to the strip, and you're burning. Mm-hmm. Like I had a little pocket sunscreen on me because I burn like that. So I can't imagine being out in a festival all day. But yeah, no, I came prepared. I had a little fanny pack. Yeah. I shoved that thing with water. Smart. So any time, and then I, like I was just. Double fist in water, then every once in a while I'll go buy a twenty four dollar Bud Light or whatever. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you said so that one, and then you went to a couple of wrestling events this last year, right? Yeah, you seem I, to go to a couple every year. Yeah, like there's a there's the thing called the Big Four in wrestling, which is um, a pay per view in January called the Royal Rumble, a pay per view in, uh, in April called WrestleMania. There's one in uh, August called SummerSlam, and then finally Survivor Series that usually happens in November. And for as soon as long as I can remember, those were the main ones you always wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Like you want to chase those four. Those are like yeah, the the big events of the yeah. year. Even though they have like twelve in a month, like they have one every single month. Those four out of the twelve is the ones you wanted to go to. And those always have the pack, the stack cards and stuff like uh-huh. the big, big events. Yeah, those are the ones like they, you know. It's usually everything. where the storylines really, really pick up climax. Like, climax. Yeah, yeah. Either some of them climax or start at yeah. those times, yeah. and then it'll go through to the next one. Yeah, essentially. Um, and I went to is it just two two of the big ones? I've I've been to all four before. Dude, that's crazy! You've been to a WrestleMania. Yeah. Have you I've, been to multiple? Yes. I've been to um, two WrestleManias. I've been to one in the MetLife Stadium in New York City slash New Jersey. Uh-huh. And then I've been to my first one ever was in New Orleans and inside the, uh, what's it called? The Superdome. Is it Superdome? Yeah. I know it's like the Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, both both were insane. Wh- which, uh, what numbers were they? Uh, I don't. No. Oh, okay. I I am terrible remembering a numbers. That's just how I I am terrible remember remembering them. numbers. I can tell you like who yeah, was who, on the card and everything. Yeah, who who was the main event on The main event on the first one that I went and saw was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Okay. Okay. And uh, there was also uh, um Ronda Rousey's first ever WWE match. It was also Kurt Angle's first ever WWE match back from, you know, uh, semi-retirement. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, so those were big moments. Um, you know, you had a card that I, all these wrestlers I really wanted to see, and I was super excited to see them. 
Um, my seat wasn't too bad either. Like, see, and you always get like the VIP stuff too, or at least a lot of times. I try to, I, I, I try to get the best because you know, it, unless it's not like a big pay per view, mm-hmm. you know, you can sit further for further away. But I wanted to. I if want, you're gonna do it, if do you're it. gonna do it, yeah, do it. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna, if 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 this is really what you want. Get yeah. the best, get the best of the best. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna make the tr- the trip all the way to New Orleans, or you know, at least when the one in New York, you had you know place to stay and people yeah. people you knew, you had yeah, connections. I, yeah, I had family, so. right? And, and that's always great to an excuse like, hey, I'm coming back to New York to visit, and they're like, is there, re- <laughs> is there a wrestling show coming on? Why? Why would you say that? I'm just gonna come <laughs> and say hi. Can I crash for a little bit? Yeah, do you mind if I... Uh, do you mind if I crash? <laughs> I might be gone on a Sunday for yeah, yeah. all day. You might not see me, but I'm going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're going to make that whole event, make that trip, yeah, you might as well get the best seats you can get. And Yeah. And, uh, absolutely. And um, that's, you know, I feel... I, I know I, I always get... Uh, they're always like, oh, you spent so much money on a on a seat for a show. And it's like it's it's just an it's an investment for me because it's the memories I'm making yeah. during that that I'm gonna always cherish and I'm always gonna have that. And if I had bought a plain old no, seat, especially in those stadiums, man, yeah, like I can barely see a football game from up there. Yeah, and much if I, less a. If I'm gonna buy a plane ticket and an Airbnb and you know all this, I wanna I wanna be able to enjoy myself. Yeah, for sure. I wanna see the ring. Right, and see. <clears throat> see it from that perspective of it because yeah. i mean otherwise you're just watching it on tv yeah you're just a big old screen and you're just like this for most of the time that's got to be an absolutely insane experience because there's like hundred thousand people oh yeah from all over the world oh yeah when i when i started doing this i uh like going to a show it was, in, it was fairly recently yeah <laughs> like i i haven't just been going to shows forever like i just i just started Okay. Doing this. When was your first one then? My first ever show was in New York City. Uh, I went to a, uh, what was it? It was called NXT Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And it was with my best friend. And we got front row tickets to the show. And I was telling you, I have never had as much goosebumps in my entire life as that day. Because the experience, the environment, the crowd, the atmosphere, everything is always electric. Especially when it's something that you've loved for your whole life, and, and you're finally getting to see it live in front of you. Absolutely, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's it's indescribable how great that feeling is when you're in the front row seat and you can see something like that. Oh yeah, like I I can mostly relate to that with music mm-hmm. is my because that's kind of my passion. Yeah, and so I, the, the times I've seen bands for the first time, and when you're right up front and they walk out on stage, I know exactly the feeling. I've only been to two WWE events, and there were the two that have been here. Well, I guess we have more than two here, but I've been to two out of the three here. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved it, even though it's just those uh, house shows. Uh, those house shows are incredible. I would say some of those house shows have been better than pay-per-views that I've been at. Really? Because um, the thing about a house show is there's not really a strict um, uh, I say script that they have to follow. They can just kind of like be themselves and kind, kind of, of just... like... You know, just get out of character for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and just kind of uh, improvise, I yeah, guess. and play with the crowd a little bit more. When there's no cameras and no one, uh, commentator and anything like that, you could just kind of have fun. And some of those shows have been, like, hilarious. Mm-hmm. 
uh, just hanging out with some friends here in Billings and watching these shows. Like, I've had an amazing time. I got, like, um, a picture with one of Russell's uh, Natalie Neihart. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so funny. Um, I was, it was around, I want to say it was around Halloween, or maybe we just all decided to dress as Russell's. Regardless, I dressed as her uncle, Bret Hart. Mm, that's and cool. We were in the front row, and uh, my buddy goes, Hey, Bailey just said, Hey, look, that's Bret Hart over there. And I was laughing. I was like, No, she didn't. He's like, Yeah, Bailey just said, he, she pointed you out. And then Natalie comes out, and Bailey goes, Look at this guy. And like points at me, and she goes, And she gives me her cat ears. And I was like, Oh, that was so cool. Like, I'm just like, already like, big fan of that just happy right and then right after the sh- the the match ends she goes like this and, sh- and she wants me to go ringside and we take a picture and the next day she posts it on instagram and uh my buddy's like you just go to a random wwe show and now you got like 20 30 million likes on this photo dude that's so cool <laughs> and that was here and that was here that's so cool <laughs> man and that was was that the last one? Because yeah, I think that was right around the. It was the second to the last one. Oh, okay, because I remember there was one right around Halloween. The, it might have even been on Halloween. Yeah, the, that was the first one. The first one that was on Halloween, I uh, I remember I was I was dressed as Seth Rollins that time. Nice. Yeah, I can see that. That's my boy. Did I ever show you the one where I was dressed like Stone Cold? Yeah, and <laughs> I love that one. You did such a good job on that one. Yeah, I got the, the cutoff shorts and everything. <laughs> I still have all that Man. stuff. Man. So I was amazing. I I saw that and I loved it. I yeah, loved it. That was. I feel like. Oh, and my buddy was The Rock that same time too. That was pretty cool. And my uh, another friend was Mankind. We we went out for, as wrestlers for Halloween. That was a good one. That was probably one of my favorite costumes, honestly. Nice. But that's so cool. And okay, so back to uh, the Brooklyn one. Mm-hmm. You said that was your first one. That was my first one. Yes, my very first one. Not technically a pay per view. Right. It's on the network. Um. It was followed by SummerSlam, which was the very next day in the same arena. And you went and to that one, too? Yeah, I went to that one. So that was both. It was a, inside the Barclays Center. So it was kind of like a two-for-one. You know, two mm-hmm. But back in... They don't do this anymore. But back then, they used to do a NXT pay-per-view, then a regular pay-per-view, and then Raw, and then SmackDown, all in the same building, back-to-back-to-back. And I went through all four of them. Damn. Oh, yeah. so that one you went to all four. I went to all four of them. Jeez. I was uh so exhausted. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it was like but so, NXT was like two, three hours. The pay per view was four hours, and you got three hours of raw and you got two hours of SmackDown. That's literally the definition <laughs> of going all out. Yeah. Like you literally saw all of it on yeah. your first your first jump. And uh the best thing about that is I got to take family with me. Cool. Yeah, I took my brother to one of these shows. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to one of these shows. I'm buying you a ticket. Just make sure you have that day off because I grew up watching it with him. So if I got to see wrestling with him, I'm happy. Yeah, that's a huge moment, man. That's so So, cool. And what year was that one? That was, uh, I would say, four years ago. Okay. So, yeah, like you said, you you have just kind of started. I've just started. Like, yeah. But damn, like to see two WrestleManias. Didn't you go to the SmackDown in Nashville, too? Yeah, it was uh, SummerSlam. Or sorry, that's what I meant. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. And that was in Nashville. And um, I tell you what, Nashville is incredible. Oh, I just was there. Oh, I was incredible. down there for a football game. Yeah. It, so much fun. It's all blast. So much fun. I was like so excited for the trip. But I was also looking at the weather. And this is just me being me. I was like, ah, oh, 
how am I going on vacation to a colder place? Because at the time, it said it was going to be freezing there, but really? it, 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 it wasn't. Okay, well, that's good. It, it turned out, it, it was actually pretty hot. and It's I was, humid there, too. It's humid, yeah. It was humid. I was, like, wearing a white t-shirt, sweating. <laughs> just drenching. Just drenched. Dude, that's what it was like for me, though, when I went down there, because we went down in, uh, I guess it was November, and I'm thinking, okay, southern, it should be decently warmer than here, because we had snow. Mm-hmm. Well, we did escape the snow. We did not escape the cold. That was the coldest game I've ever been to in my life, oh, and no. I've been to, like, six games in Denver, Yeah, and none of those compared to... I've even been to games in Denver where it snowed. And the one in Nashville, I was freezing. See, that's what I wanted to ask you. It's like, how many football games have you been to? I think this last one made either 10 or 11. Okay. I have never been to one. I do want to do one. Uh, that's on the bucket list. I'm, uh, I, I was like three three years ago now. I was decided I'm going to find a football team. Okay. Uh, growing up, I was a big Giants fan. Mm-hmm. mainly because my best friend was a Giants fan and seeing him into it got me super into it. But then I kind of fell off, didn't watch it as much. But um, I was like, all right, we have to pick a team. And uh, I decided I want to like the Bills. That's and I was if I was going to say, if you haven't picked one, I got one to suggest for I you. Was gonna say, I, I love the Bills and it's mainly not mainly. They're, they're an incredible football team, but. Um, mainly it's because I saw how their fans act at these pregame like events, wrestlers and it's hilarious they're just like here's this piece of table let's turn it on fire and let's jump through it let's power bomb through it let's let's let's, let's break these tables and it's, it's like and it was it's, meant for you and I was like I love this so much oh Bill's Mafia is I love I love this so much so I was like I'm I'm a I, I love the Bills so um but they recently played a game against the Dolphins and it was so cold in that stadium. Like there's snow just covering the seats. Everybody's like bundled up. Yeah. And those football games last a long time. I don't know if I can be well you can as go- committed as standing in something that cold and just watching a game for like f- four hours or three three, uh, four three hours, hours yeah. something there. But even still like yeah, that's why you got to pick... Uh, that's commitment. If, if you're going to go to a game, especially if it's going to be your first game. Uh-huh. Well, first of all, if you're going to ever, ever go to Buffalo, mm-hmm. I would wait till they get their new stadium because mm-hmm. that's, I think, three years, four years down the line. Okay. But, I mean, there's so many other places that they play. Mm-hmm. I mean, Denver, obviously, is a good spot because yeah. it's real close. Seattle, yeah. Minnesota. Um I'd always just I I love going to road games personally because mm-hmm. I've been to Denver several times and I and I'll go back. But my my new thing is wanting to go to a different road game every year, mostly to check out a new city, mm-hmm. but then to see the new stadium and it's fun being the road team, kind of you know, like everyone's against you. I've had more fun at tailgates on the road than any time in Denver because mm-hmm. it's like you know, strength in numbers. So you see somebody wearing your jersey, you're like, Hey, what's up, buddy? Like yeah. we got a band together here. <laughs> yeah. We're in we're in the enemy's house. But uh yeah, Nashville was this last year. Um the year before that we went to Dallas. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That's cool, man. I love that. I love and I love like the the when when people just come together, like strangers just come together, and then for that moment, they're going to be like best friends. Oh, and I imagine like at a wrestling event, you just whoever's right next to you, you're yeah. just like, 
yeah. just the best of buddies. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually how I met one of my really good friends, Joseph. Um, I was at a show in Houston, Texas, and I went there by myself to this one. I had no friends this time with me, mm-hmm. and um, we were just sitting on the same aisle, and there was like a couple of chairs next to us empty, and something had happened, and I just we just made a comment like, "You seen that? Like that's freaking crazy," or something like that, and then we just started chatting, and it was like, oh, "I'm just I'm gonna sit next to you, dude," and uh, ever since then we've been like going to all these shows because we just had so much in common. He was also from New York. Okay. He went to the show by himself too, and uh, he like watched wrestling for a long time. So we just you know bonded over that, and it's funny like a lot of my friends, some that I met through Instagram, like I saw my like close friends because of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. You just these people you just go down the street, you just walk down the street before an event. Somebody sees your wrestling shirt on, and you have one too. They're gonna, you know, it's an automatic. Hey, hey wait, what's up, man? You have something in common. There's, yeah. there's at least somewhere that you can agree upon, no yeah. matter what. Like every, nothing else matters. That's how I feel with football too. Like I yeah. see somebody wearing a football jersey, I'm just like, yeah, you want to, you want to discuss something, you want to talk about it. Yeah, it's yeah. like we at least both know something mm-hmm. that we can agree on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, I'd love to go to a to a wrestling like a big pay per view thing. That yeah, would always be. I I definitely think you should at least try it out once, man. Uh, somewhere like even it has to be not like the big four, like an, another wrestling pay per view mm-hmm. um, event. Some of those are fun too. Um, there's a new wrestling organization out called AEW. Yes, I love it. I I like them both, but and uh, AEW is uh, fun. I went to their pay per view in Vegas. Uh, Double or nothing. Double or nothing. And I didn't get a great seat or whatever, but it was still a fun time. I was having a great time at the show. Uh, it was it's so long, though. Oh, it's, really? Those paper AEW's ones especially are so long. That's they, interesting. They just put so many matches. And, and they're not on a time restraint, are they? No. And it's like, yeah, some of these matches are great, but some of these could have just not been here it's like you could have cut this down you could have cut this down a little bit man or cut it completely because what you do there is all the excitement and all the chanting and screaming you're doing for one match you're burnt out by the next match and the next match is crickets and that's definitely not what a wrestler wants to hear when they're out there you know getting beat up they want the the noise they want the participation right so you're burning these people out with these five-star matches you gotta stretch them out (laughs) Maybe cut a few, but now he's like, we got to have 15 matches, and they're all going to be like 25 minutes <laughs> They're all going to be just like the best match ever. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I will say, so I've probably, I've caught a decent amount of AEW matches, and I think I caught a couple pay-per-views. I, I, I'm definitely not the wrestling fan I once was, but yeah. I still kind of pay attention and stay into it. Um, one of the best matches I think I've seen in a long time. Uh, was the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks? Yeah, in a I think it was a cage match, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that was an incredible. They're match. incredible. Both both of those tag teams are so much fun to watch. Wasn't there another one in there too? Actually, well, they um they've they've wrestled a lot. They've done a ladder match together. They've done like multiple regular tag team matches together. Some of the most crazy spots, like if you ever played a wrestling video game. And you do this move, like off the top row into a like a hurricane, into a table, blah blah blah. And you're like, oh, you know, this is only 
a video game can do this and they do it like in real life yeah in front of you is like i can't believe it. you pulled that off oh and that's that's no joke like anybody who talks about wrestling being fake i i hate that because you go up and do that yeah and you tell me how fake it is that's the thing it's just, it's a it's a it's a show it's like yeah. a, it's a play at, you know it's, it's a violent play but it's a play like i don't i don't understand the whole philosophy of the whole idea about hey i'm not gonna watch this because it's fake it's like you don't enjoy movies? Yeah, yeah. You like, don't like a TV show? You wouldn't walk into a, a theater and be like, this play is fake. Like, yeah. Why are you doing, at, wasting your time? That's not Charlie Brown. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean... Let's let them... Let's just release... Just let your imagination go for a day and then watch it. And sometimes, yeah, it happens. Like, it, it gets crazy. People bleed. People get injured. Yeah, people die. People die. So you gotta... You can't just discredit that by well, saying... And I think what it is, it comes from the sports community because it is played up as a sport. Mm-hmm. But you tell me that these aren't athletes. Yeah. I mean, I know I know pro athletes that can't do flips and, and twists. And... The cardio is oh incredible. God. You're telling me I got to, for 25 minutes, got to uh, grapple with somebody and then remember, hey, this is 300-pound guy that's going to jump off the top rope. You have to catch him mm-hmm. or else he's going to get hurt. And you're not or you try- might get hurt. You yeah. might get hurt. Like you, you got to remember that. And you got to be able to execute these moves flawlessly, Her- flawlessly, or else people do get hurt. Yeah. And but yeah, it's 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 both athletic and entertaining. It's it's, it's entertaining. It's dumb entertainment, man. I like it. It's just it's not even dumb. It's, it's great. It's, it's it's. I mean, it's lasted this long. It's been around for so long. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It sells out arenas, stadiums, arena stadiums. Yeah. And you tell me that, like, I mean, it has an incredibly huge fan base for a reason. Yeah. And uh, it's funny how uh, how far it spans. Um, I know TV shows, podcasts, uh, things on YouTube that have nothing to do with wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, uh, one of these people know something about wrestling and they, they were just, something would come out. Yeah. I uh, went, like, when I go to these shows... The big thing about these shows and the big thing why it's so important to buy a good seat is you want to bring signs to these shows. And a lot of the times, these signs are to support your favorite wrestler or um, just to say something. Um, I use my signs for a different reason. Sometimes I use them just to get a laugh. I think me and my friends are going to think this is funny. So I will bring a sign of something so obscure and non-wrestling related, and nine times out of ten, they catch fire, and I just can't believe it. Oh, really? Yeah. They, uh, it, it, like, the internet works itself for me. Really? Yeah. I have one time, I uh, there's this internet personnel. Um, she's like a video game journalist, mm-hmm. and she was on YouTube uh, with this comedy sort of, like, gaming group called uh, Funhouse, and her name is Alana Pierce, and just... Out the blue, I put uh, Alana Pierce's bay. It's kind of like a funny little, like, oh, you know, Alana's cute. Like, I, I held a sign at a wrestling show for that. Knowing damn well she's not going to see it. She does not watch wrestling. But somebody saw but it. But someone saw it, screenshotted it, and then sent it to her. And it just blew up. Like, all these comments filled up of... Uh, that's so cool. Like, and they were all positive comments. They were all hilarious. They were all like, "Oh, what a legend! Get this guy 
meet this guy for coffee. I was like, gonna say, what if she was like reached out? Was she like, find this guy? Who is this guy? She said, who did this? Did you reach out? I never reached out. Oh. I never reached out. But I, also, it's like how many people were like, it was me. It, a lot of people were like, of course. Uh, I've never reached out. Um, I just, I was just having fun. I was just like, oh, this is, a, this is, this is, this is enough entertainment for me. Mm-hmm. Like this is hilarious. I did do it again, but uh, this time to someone different. Um, is a uh, this YouTube channel called Hack the Movies, where they discuss like horror films, they discuss comedies, they discuss like old VHS tapes, and uh, I'm a fan of those. They, you know, they're pretty entertaining. Um, there's a girl in there. Her name is Crystal Quinn, mm-hmm. and I made a sign that said, uh, "Marry me, Crystal Quinn." And I, I took that with me to the Royal Rumble, and it was so funny. Um, somebody, somebody again, sent that to her. Yeah. And she freaked out. And not only that, they uh, they uh, had a uh, like a good five ten minute episode just about me and my sign. Wow. Before they started the actual episode, they were talking about Psycho, and it was like before that, let's just do the skit where the. Uh, the guy who uh, runs it, Tony, who loves wrestling, um, did not get a sign. Was so upset. He was like throwing away his uh, wrestling figures. And she was like, what are you doing? He was like, oh, I just decided wrestling's lame. I decided like I'm never going to watch it again. And she was like, why? Did something happen this weekend that you're upset about? He was, she was like, oh, what, the Royal Rumble? No, I don't watch that. And it was like, and then so they decided talking about the sign. And she was like. At first, I thought it was Photoshop because who knows who I am? <laughs> right. She's like, who knows who I am? Nobody know. I'm nobody. I just do this YouTube mm-hmm. show. She was like, I could not believe that. She's like, who are you? You got to tell me who you are. Did you reach out on that one? I did reach out on that one. Mainly because my coworkers would not stop giving me shit about it. They oh, you like, got to. They man. were like, you got to. You got to. What's the worst that can happen? Well, and, and the thing is, you could. I'm sure you had a picture of yourself with the sign. I did. Yeah, I, so yeah. you can prove that. No, I, 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 I proved it to her. I, I shot her a DM. Oh, that's hilarious. And ever since then, we became really good friends. We, we still occasionally talk on Instagram. Dude, that's super cool. Yeah. I mean, that's smart, though. Yeah. To take the sign. Because, like, though. I've definitely seen some signs that went viral and stuff just because they were so random or yeah. whatever it was, you know. Yeah, it was. I, I I did it as a laugh. I thought it was gonna be. This was gonna make me laugh, but uh, someone put it like, homie shot. Homie was shooting his shot with a four hundred dollar ticket. <laughs> it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna spend that money, you might, might as, as well. well. Yeah, <laughs> might as well try and shoot your shot. God dang. Yeah, so. that's a smart idea though. Yeah, so that's what I think is great about wrestling events as well is you can do, use it to your advantage as well. You can enjoy the show, but you can also create a memory that's gonna stay there forever now. Oh hell! And like every single time, no matter what, when the pay per view gets played, that sign's always gonna be there. Always gonna be there, especially when you're down low, because you can pinpoint where it's. You yeah, can like, remember. Hey, is this guy? <laughs> so what's on the docket for this year? Oh man, uh, so I don't have much planned this year i'm trying to like kind of figure out what's next in store for josh uh i definitely feel like uh, where i'm at right now with my life i want to do something different uh, i'm getting back to that i should probably move and start all over again somewhere i don't know where that place is but i'm definitely feeling like um my time at billings just run its course just a little bit 
sure. know I can always come back. Yeah. But I just I definitely want to like try this again, but somewhere else. And I'm getting to that age in my head in my that I feel like well we need to figure this out if you want to because I don't want to be you know at a certain age and be like well I missed my opportunity to do that even sure. though people say you got tons of time. I don't know. That's not how my brain works. Well, right and now. you can say that and keep saying that, and then eventually you're like, "Oh shit, I don't have that." Much yeah, time. yeah. So you gotta strike while the iron's hot. Exactly. So while there is a few wrestling events that I definitely have in mind, it's just I feel like it's gonna be a little bit not as you know grand as it was last year. Last year was a phenomenal month, a phenomenal year for me mm-hmm. for wrestling shows. I went to so many places and met so many great people, and uh, yeah, it was just. I could not ask for a more blessed 2022. So looked like a hell of a fun time. It was, it was, it was amazing. And uh, yes, like one of my fondest memories, uh, I was at the show and um, they were doing the street fight, but not like on any other street fight where the 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 bell will ring and people wrestle. They had this um, John Moxley's song is Wild Thing. Oh yeah. So they had that play off the intercom. As he was coming down with his gang, that song never stopped playing. It was playing while they were wrestling. Really? And the crowd was screaming while thing off the top of their lungs, singing this song while people were just getting like hammered and hitting each other with chairs. And I was like, this is insane. And I'm here for it. Like, I love this so much. And I, I talked to, I talk about that moment with almost everybody I, I knew. Because it like it stood with me so much. Like that song now, anytime I hear it, all I like, think about yeah. Just takes you back to that it Takes moment. me back. And it was so crazy. It was like I never thought of that, but like they were genius. Like, let's play this song. And then finally someone took like the the, the chords to the thing and they ripped it out so that there, there was no more music and then mm. the crowd booed. I'm like, surprised they didn't just keep singing it. Yeah. Because I've seen that a lot of times yeah. too. Yeah. That's the big thing about wrestling too. Some of these entrances, you just sing along with them. Oh, that's that's genius for them to like mm-hmm. have made the entrance its own event too. Uh-huh. Like Undertaker, like mm-hmm. I mean, that's that is an event in itself. It is. It is. When the when there was a wrestler came down here in Billings, and I was with some buddies, and uh, I forgot who it was. I think it was like Bobby Roode, and he has this like very sing along song, mm-hmm. and I was like singing along with it. And they were just like looking at me like, who's this guy? He's <laughs> just singing right now. Why are you singing right now? <laughs> hey, that's just, part of the that's part, part of the show. That's part of the show. I'm just, you gotta so, sing it. I imagine you've you've you said you've been watching your whole life almost. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um In and out of my whole life. I think there was a, a time for it where I didn't really watch it, but I like I kept tabs with it. But like I missed I didn't I like I wasn't watching it like on T V as much. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I, I've been the same way. Like, I remember that there was the era for when it was really SmackDown and Raw, like yeah. separate, and you yeah. had like Batista and Undertaker and Rey Mysterio were like SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I mostly knew SmackDown because it was on regular TV. Yeah, it was. And then, uh, yeah, it was super easy to to catch. Yeah, and then Raw, I know, was on cable, so mm-hmm. I, I missed a lot of Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I do remember way way back in the day, Stone Cold and. My sister used to watch it, mm-hmm. so I would catch little bits here and there, both NWO or um, WCW and mm-hmm. WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more recently, got I had gotten back into it probably around 2012, 2011, 
and probably watched for a good while till I'd say like 2018-ish, to the point that I almost wanted to be, like I, I actually went out to be a pro wrestler. Yeah. I was so into it. I yeah. went I went and tried out in Denver for this small you know, organization, whatever. It's not even like a real organization, but it's just like a, a up-and-coming type thing or, or, or a training type thing. Yeah. And it was cool. Like, I ran the ropes. I got to do some bumps and stuff like that. And that the ropes are no joke, dude. No, the ropes are no joke. I, uh, I, I, I got to go into a ring one time. Um, it was never my, you know, idea to be a wrestler as much as I liked it. But I got to be in a ring. And we ran those ropes. They hurt. Dude. There's no give. I was bruised There's no give all the whatsoever. Next day. It's tight. Mm-hmm. And when you're hitting them, and then... Um, I saw a ring get deconstructed. There's just like boards on it there, mm-hmm. and like didn't play like it. Not really a sheet, but there's it's really like no this not. There's no gift. Yeah, so there's, when you're there's getting, no padding. Yeah, no. When you get a slam, you're getting slammed. And I was like, damn. It's got a little bit of a bounce, but it's it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's a solid. Yeah, canvas. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not padded like people think and then when you see people getting thrown out of the ring like yeah there's padding down there have you ever fallen on padding <laughs> like it doesn't feel great still no, no i mean it's better than concrete but no yeah those girls crazy those crazy people man they're just getting slapped aside the head with like a steel chair or steel steps oh or, and that's a, like and ladders i don't like clearly they're when, cli- they're functional ladders so the, the the funny thing about that is, I don't know how like, I I see people like climb up there super quickly and like grab something or they do something with a springboard off a ladder. Like every time I'm on a ladder, I'm fearing for my life because yeah. I'm like, this is not stable whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm trusting my life every single uh, rink I go up, and uh, yeah, these people are just like climbing them real fast. Like <laughs> this is ridiculous. So out of all the, I mean. Think backlog everything, you know, because there's obviously matches I've also seen that I wasn't there for, uh-huh. I, di- I didn't see live or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in your opinion, mm-hmm. and we can we can include WCW, WWE, AEW, all of that. Mm-hmm. Give me like your top three favorite matches or favorite, yeah, let's go matches that that just stick in your mind. Whether it was maybe it was just because. You know, it was a moment you were having with somebody else, and it just like stuck. Or it was just one of those matches that you'll never forget because it was just so epic. Yeah. Or maybe the gravity of the moment of the match. You know, it doesn't have to be. It's your opinion, not yeah. what you think the the actual. Yeah. Um. That's 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 hard because I do watch a lot of wrestling, and I do have a lot of favorites. So like to put my like top three would be difficult, but a few that stand out forever in my head and like. Whenever I'm like trying to introduce somebody to wrestling, I'm like, hey, you should watch this one. Okay. And uh, is uh, one is uh, The Rock and Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18. Mm, and, I remember uh, that. Um, I think why I don't know why I think it was it was I think it was my introduction back into wrestling. I was watching it with my cousin, and Hulk Hogan was always like one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid. I was always a big Hulk Hogan fan, and then. Like, I, I loved him in NWO, and then, like, right after that, that's when I kind of, like, stopped watching it. I, I didn't watch it as much. And then he came back, and he wrestled The Rock, and there was just something about that match where, like, Hulk Hogan became the good guy, even though... That wasn't really the plan, right? That wasn't the plan. 
And I can just remember uh, him hitting that big boot and hitting that leg drop. And then the crowd's going crazy because they think he's about to win. And they go one, two, and he kicks out. Like, I still get goosebumps watching that. And it, I wasn't even there live for it. I was in, I was in uh, New York in a, um, a fold-out fold couch. Yeah. Just freaking losing my brain. <laughs> it was like, ah, let's right. go. Um, I love that match so much. And I, lo- I love how it makes me feel like I was a kid again. Like, I'm, you could be 35 years old watching that, and it just transports me yeah. back into a, a kid. And I, I love that match so much. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely try to get people to watch that match. Mm-hmm. And uh, back then, promos were just amazing, like uh, little, little video highlights. Mm-hmm. The, the, the match graphics, like the get you hype up for the match, they were amazing. Like every song was like, uh, like a like a Limp Bizkit song, or it was yeah, that totally was that era. <laughs> it's a Limp Bizkit era, and uh, so great. I I love that. So that was probably like one of my favorites because of this nostalgia and how it makes me feel when I watch it. Um, another big one for me is it's a little bit recent. It's a little too recent, so it's gonna kind of like uh doesn't have like that impact. I just love it. It's uh Bailey versus Sasha Banks. NXT Brooklyn or TakeOver Brooklyn. Um it was the pinnacle and I feel like the the reason why women's wrestling is as big as it is now mm-hmm. is because of that match. These are two um supposed, you know, indie wrestlers. They're not in the big time yet, you know. They don't they're not on Raw, they're not on SmackDown. They're just two, you know, uh developmental wrestlers. But they pull on this incredible match with such great storytelling. I mean, you got Bailey, who is like the biggest um, face or the good guy. She's like giving everybody hugs. Everybody treats her like she's a kid. Like no one sees worth in her. They're like, oh, you're never a Mount anything, Bailey. And then you got Sasha Banks, who's just this phenomenal uh, wrestler. She's a bad guy. She's got attitude. Um, she's you know always like the top of every wrestling conversation, and uh, they just put on this incredible match. And I think not only is it the best women's wrestling match of all time, it's in the conversation of one of the best general matches, matches of all time. And and I do recall. I don't know that I've seen that in its full, uh-huh. but I've definitely heard like that before that that is like a pinnacle moment for women's wrestling it is and i think i think it jump-started it because for a long time women's wrestling was um they called the piss break you know they as soon as the women came on to the ring people will go get a t-shirt or to go to the bathroom get some beer well, and they were disrespected for so long. And you had a lot of really, like back in the day. Yes, so many good women wrestlers. They were just never given the chance. And the storytelling was very, you know. It was always. Bland. Bland, and everybody got five minutes, and that's it. Right. Like, you, you, were, you were literally just, it was never enough to hold your attention. Mm-hmm. But you had, you had girls like Lita and Trish Stratus. Who and, were phenomenal wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, Victoria was incredible. Mickey James, incredible wrestler. Um. Definitely, if you go back to the days, uh, you had Medusa or mm-hmm. Alondra Blaze. Oh yes, she absolutely. was. She was. She was a phenomenal wrestler. Um, but then now it seems like it's it's a huge part of it. Yeah, and, it is. It is, and it should be. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And and obviously, with with anything, it gets better. Mm-hmm. You know, you 
today's wrestlers do some of the most incredible things I've ever seen, not yeah. just men, but also the women. Exactly. And so and it helps too that they're actually giving them solid story and, and background and mm-hmm. making you really like uh envelop in their character. Yeah. And I think that match definitely helped with that. You know, For this, sure. this was after that it was like we should be on the same, you know, tier as the guys here. We should be uh getting the main event spot, you know, and I I always look back at that match. I'm like, damn, that's such a good match. That is too such a good match. I I, I love and like the announcers were on point. The match was on point. That's the thing too that people kind of don't think about. The announcers mm-hmm. make a huge, huge difference. difference. Huge difference. If they're you know telling a story and they're calling spots the right way, mm-hmm. you're gonna love that match. There has been sometimes where a, a match gets ruined because they like and their announcers here and they make them spit garbage and you're like ah this guy just shut up well and like for me jim ross always made a match just that much better Mm -hmm. like what i I, even when he went back to went to aew i was just like oh these matches are just like this much better because of jim ross because he's just so good at making you feel the moment Mm -hmm. um any others that come to your mind as far as Uh, yeah uh, i'll say so that's that's, those two are, are important um Another one, when I was uh when I was a kid, I was big into like heels. Like I loved Triple H. Yes, I loved you know Stone Cold when he was a bad guy. Of course, um, like DX was always great. Um, but one wrestler that really stood out to me was Edge. Yes, I was always an Edge fan. I loved the Brood. I loved Edge and Christian. Oh uh, yeah. And then Edge when he was a solo. Just... And then Edge when he was solo. Man, when he was starting to the do... The rated R superstar. You could not you could not find a bigger rated R superstar fan than me. I was so such a big rated R superstar, Mark. I like bought all his merch. or wear it all the time. I was, Every single match I was just like in love with. Well, and he, Him he... and Lita were killing it. Yep, yep. Even though they were the bad guys and... He was supposed to hate them. But, but God, it's hard to not like a good heel. Yeah, he was such a good heel. He's such a, he's so, yeah. Top, one of my, like, top five favorite wrestlers of all time is Edge. But uh, it's not so much, a, like, a match of his, but a memory. When um, they started doing this New Year's, uh, they did a paper called New Year's Resolution. And um, Cena had just wrestled this great Elimination Chambers match. He's, like, bleeding. He's, like, beat up. And uh, right before the pay-per-view ends, Vince McMahon comes out and he tells the crowd, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. This uh, this night is not over. And uh, he says, right now, what we're going to do is we're going to introduce the very first Money in the Bank winner. And Money in the Bank is basically a briefcase that you wrestle to. You wrestle a bunch of other guys, climb a ladder, you take the briefcase, Inside that briefcase is a contract, and that contract lets you wrestle for any title, anytime you want, no matter what. Like you, once you, you cash w- it in whenever you whenever want. Whenever you want. Doesn't yeah. matter when it is, no matter what title it is, you have that briefcase and you want to match for the title. Here you go. So this is the very first year they ever did it. So the concept was still fresh and new. And Edgehead came out with this briefcase and I could not believe that they were going to pull the trigger. And Edge came out. He speared John Cena. And he won the title. 
Oh man, that that's was, right. Cause it was, that I was, was the first time that that happened. Yeah, the ultimate opportunist. Yep. And I must have. This is back when YouTube was fairly new. Mm-hmm. I must have found like a uh, like a distorted video of that and played it like fifty, a hundred times. That was, that was a huge deal. It was such a big deal. I was so happy. And then he got his own little spinner belt. Oh yep, with the R. With the R, man. Those were good times. I was just that was a good one. Yeah, that is a good moment actually. It's such a good moment. I love that. I it's such a big edgehead too. Oh for sure. Let me run through mine just real quick. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, one that always stuck out to me just because it was just a phenomenal match. I love the way that it, the storytelling went, and I like how just the match itself progressed. Mm-hmm. Was WrestleMania twenty eight Undertaker versus uh, Triple H? Was mm-hmm. it twenty eight or twenty nine? I want to say 28. 28. Oh, yeah, they wrestled they like played, twice. They wrestled twice in a row, but this was the last one. Yeah. And this was, and Shawn Michaels was the, the uh, referee? Yeah. Are you talking about, so the Hell in a Cell one? Yes. Yeah, so the second time? Yes. Okay. I think that was at 28, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I could be wrong, but um, yeah, that was a phenomenal match. Just all the whole thing with, with Shawn Michaels and like the struggle between him and his friend and mm-hmm. then the under the respect for the undertaker mm-hmm. and then they all walked off the stage together yeah it was great so that's one of mine um another one that i think is a very underrated and i think a lot of people would never think of this but for some reason and i've watched this match multiple times and every time i get chills just cuz again the way it progresses the way everything goes through it um edge who was the champion i believe at the time mm-hmm. this is armageddon 2008 edge versus triple h versus jeff hardy oh boy. and it's when jeff hardy and jeff hardy first wins his first title yes yeah that's a big moment it was a phenomenal that's match. a big moment that's when jeff was like on the peak that was his he was he was the best right there mm-hmm. and jeff hardy's one of my all-time favorites like i know he has his issues and whatnot and he's he's never been consistent yeah but he- just Especially back then, like at least like the heyday, Jeff. He was, yeah, he has so much charisma. People love him. People still love him. He's like once that Hardy Boys music plays and he's out. Oh man, he used to do like the neon face paint where when he would come out, the lights would just go dark, like a black light, black light, and you just see all the neon stuff around his face and he would go like this through that dance he does yeah no i freaking love jeff hardy but just i think the moment because and you can see it in his face and like how that's that's a great that's a good moment it's a it's a you know it's funny it's like this is a, one of those b pay-per-views that no one really talks about but they share those as incredible yeah. moments and that matches itself like like i said all everything about it was just so well executed my uh my brother is a big jeff hardy fan big jeff hardy fan and uh, when we were kids, um, we were also like play wrestle. And anytime we were playing with our cousins or mm-hmm. somebody like a friends, we would always be like the Hardy Boys. I would have to be Matt, he would be Jeff. Yeah. And uh, when we got to see them in New York, they were in a tag team match. And my brother, who's right now a little bit more reserved, he doesn't like. He doesn't do like the. Uh, he doesn't come out like like. Oh, I'm a wrestling fan. You know, he just kind of more laid back. When we got to see that show and Jeff went out to do the Swanton, his like childhood just like reached out of his throat and he screamed Swanton. <laughs> That's so cool. He though. just got up and screamed it, and Jeff, it, it, Jeff, it, it, Jeff hit that move. It's like he got overcome by the spirit. But the spirit, like his younger self, was just like we have to, st-. and he like. <laughs> 
he got up and he screamed at he's like Swans up. dude that's so <laughs> I was like cool looking at it, i was like who's this guy <laughs> right oh where, just comes out where of my brother <laughs> yeah that's super cool yeah so that's how important the hardy boys were to us he was such a big jeff hardy fan so he was definitely i mean, i was happy to have shared that with him like he got to see that and oh that'd be epic i'm sure that like this made his day he was like oh, swan oh dude that's so cool my uh my number one my number one match i think and it always has been just most this comes back to what you were saying with nostalgia it just like reminds you of being a kid and mm-hmm realistically the entire event because i it was one that i had on vhs and i would watch it over and over again mm-hmm. was wrestlemania 14 and the the match i'm talking um is when stone cold won his first title oh, against okay. Shawn michaels uh, Shawn michaels uh, mike tyson mike tyson know? yep oh it was just so great and the way they did like the um you know you think it's going to be a super kick no you think it's going to be a stunner nope super kick and then stunner oh he just lands it, and you knew whoever was going to hit their finisher was going to win that match. Mm-hmm. It was just such a good, a good match. And it's in in theory, it's not like the most incredible match itself, but I think the moment, the is... moment, yeah, and moments like that definitely carry on the match itself. Uh, I remember mostly of that uh, is Austin and Tyson meeting for the first time, mm-hmm. and Austin flipping Mike oh. Tyson off, and then getting to a shoving match. Yeah, and if you you're... just hear Jr. and Austin and Tyson, Austin and Tyson, and he's like, "I got some sign language for you if you can't hear me." Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Stone Cold is clearly my my yeah, favorite. Stone, in fact, Stone Cold's the goat. Well, you see all my freaking wrestling things. Yeah, you there. have quite the collection. This one right here, the Stone Cold one. Uh huh. That was the first one of these I ever bought, and that's what got me back into wrestling after so long of not watching. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that at Walmart, and I grabbed it. it's a four disc. It's a documentary, and then it's like two of just matches and one of just promos, mm-hmm. and and moments like that. Yeah, and just watching all that, I was like, dude, I forgot how cool wrestling is. And yeah. then from there on, it's, it's it was full speed ahead. Man, but that back then it was such a great time to be a wrestling fan. It was mostly Stone Cold. Just um, I remember he used to just do crazy stuff like you. Uh, Drive a Zamboni to the ring, or drive a uh, beer a truck. Beer, beer truck to the ring and spray everybody with beer, or he would uh, really ham it up, and he was like singing on the guitar. Yep, yep, yep. He was just like, "Kumbaya, my lord," <laughs> just like so out of tune. I like it. I like that one when uh, when uh, McMahon had it, mm-hmm. and then he takes it and smashes it over his head. He's like, <laughs> "I think you're out of tune." He's all saying, "Just smash." That's when he switched back from. They tried to do the whole him being a bad guy, bad guy for a little bit, and they were like, "We want the old Stone Cold back." Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. Austin was definitely one of the best man. Some of the greatest promos, some of the greatest matches. Um, I was gonna say one thing I didn't touch on about the old school wrestling is um, guys like Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior and like Ric Flair. Those guys I watched too, and they're also phenomenal. I can go back and watch anything from like the 90s and still get like the best uh, like out of it uh you know like macho man versus ultimate warrior and it was like a retirement match yes whoever lost had to retire and that was an incredible match ultimate warrior is one of those guys that kind of just flies under the radar too like he was a great i mean he wasn't so but the thing is he wasn't like a great wrestler right but he was a great storyteller in the sense like 
like if you saw him he was like oh this guy's a wrestler mm-hmm. what's he about and like he had the entrance the face paint yeah the, but the yeah, he didn't, have, he didn't have a gas tank that's for sure yeah he he definitely got blown up pretty fast but man forget that man just give me that entrance all day oh god that, yeah. that the music that they they dun, made dun, for dun, him dun, 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 yeah and him running yeah tell me that doesn't get you pumped up yeah and you just start shaking the ropes i uh never did this but if i was ever like big into working out that'll be my one number one workout song you know what's funny <laughs> uh a couple couple weeks ago i was uh I, I don't know i was it was just a solo podcast and i was like i gotta get hyped up because i just felt like in such a weird like you know i don't know sleepy mood or just like not i wasn't feeling it yeah so you know what i threw on the hardy boys theme nice because that one just gets me oh man that's I listen to wrestling teams almost every day because regardless of the situation, it like hypes you up. It gets you ready for a di- the day. Well, like, it's supposed to. It's supposed yeah. to like, that's the whole point of it. It's supposed to be like gotta, high you, energy. You got to work a double, put on some wrestling song before I go. You got to go uh, to the gym or you got something big coming up, put some wrestling music on. Okay. Hypes you up. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with another one. This will meet, this will meet both our worlds. Uh-huh. Music and wrestling. Yeah. Give me your top five wrestling songs. Top five wrestling songs. That's easy. Okay. Easy. So, Alter Bridge, Edge's theme song. Yes. I mean, Metalingus. Yeah. I love that song so much. I mean, uh, so. And, and let me. Hmm. I don't know if I want to. S- I want to preface this also by saying which song is good to listen to. Yeah. Like, I like I would sit, seriously say, you know, Steve Austin's theme is is it's, iconic, but I wouldn't I would put listen. it... Yeah, you want to listen to it. Right, right. Um, I will also say, uh, so, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I've been digging it lately, as uh, Kane came out with lyrics to his song, oh. and it was uh, just, you just get this hook... Like bam, 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 bam. Oh yeah, and yeah. yeah. It, it's the it's the um, chemical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fails. You chemi- are the one. Who- yeah. I can't remember how it goes, but it's that's a good, that's a good song. It is a good one, actually. That, that's a good song. Um, one of my favorite songs, though. Uh, I've been listening to a lot. It has no lyrics, but I just love the way it makes me feel. If I'm like trying to hype myself up, no matter what, I listen to Roman Reigns' new theme. Okay. The head of the table. Mm-hmm. It's got this like end of the level final boss uh theme for it like the energy that comes with this song if i'm like walking if i gotta walk like a long distance or anything it like pumps me up it gets me ready i feel like i get to my destination faster because i'm hearing this damn song i might have to check that one i don't think i've heard that one before. yeah head of the table um uh an- another great one is something that i think has been used so many times not even about wrestling uh real american Hulk oh, Hogan's? Yeah. Come on. You don't you tell me like any like old school wrestling song, uh any wrestling guy, like they hear that song, they're gonna be like dun, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah. I am a real American. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a great uh um a funny one. So um Cody Rhodes, I don't know if you know him, mm-hmm. uh he used to wrestle for WWE and then started AEW. And um, he's got this song called uh, "Kingdom Come," and it's a band, band like Downstrain. Downs, yeah, I think it's pronounced But uh, they make a bunch of wrestling theme songs. But they made this Cody Rhodes song, and uh, 
when he left to AEW to go back to WWE, um, I went to that Double Nothing show that I told you about. But before then, there was like a bar right across the street from the stadium. And it was full of like wrestling fans. Yeah. And there was a DJ. He was playing nothing but wrestling songs. He was playing like CM Punk's Cult of Personality, <sighs> which is a great song. Um, but I, yeah, I was like, hey, do you mind playing this Cody Rose song for me? It's like, you crazy? Like, he just left AEW. These, these, these guys are a little brokenhearted about that. They don't want to hear his song right now. I was like, oh, come on, man. Here's five bucks. He was like, all right. So uh, all of a sudden, I hear uh, Cody Rose thing starting to play. And I tell my buddy, I was like, you got to watch this. And his song plays, and everybody's like turning around. And they go, boo! <laughs> That's perfect. And though. I'm like laughing. I was like, adrenaline in my soul <laughs> it's a good song though i think i i know exactly which one you're talking about yeah it's such a good song uh, yeah. i i listen to that song a lot it's a great song but uh i uh, i just love it more that it was the bitterness that i came from that song i, I loved it um top five right there um triple h's song um i think any triple h song uh it's my time that's a good one that's a that's a great song. Um, his song with, with Motorhead. The Game. Yeah, The Game or, or uh, King, King of, of Kings. Kings. Yeah, both great songs. Both amazing songs. Motorhead, I uh, love it. I also love by Motorhead is they performed at WrestleMania. And they performed. Oh, yeah. And uh, the fun fact about that is uh, Lemmy had no idea what the lyrics to his own song was. So he just improvised the entire time. Wow. And no one knows that because you're just hearing the song. But he's like. He's like, eh, at the point where he goes, it's all about the game and how you play it. It's all about the game and how you make it. It's all about the game. Oh, he just keeps saying <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, and I'm going to, and I'm, and I'm the game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably okay, also like one of those things where you maybe, maybe they thought it was meant to be that way. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. No, Lammy, you, you're the best. I'm, oh, yeah. No one can be, it's, it's so funny. He's like, I'm, and I'm the game. And I'm the game. <laughs> <laughs> he just totally went off script. Yeah. Um, let me see. If, uh, favorite one. I'm going to add the Hardy Boys. Yes. That's Just because there's no lyrics, but it just amps me up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Randy Orton, Voices. Voices. The Voices is a good one. Did you ever like Burning? The one before the, that? The Burning the Light? Is that like, the one? Yeah, it goes Nothing like... Nothing you can say. Yeah. Hey. yeah, I like that one you too. like that one? I actually like that one better before... And then... Voices wore on me a little more. Yeah. Oh, for sure, Batista. Oh, yes, Batista is definitely in there. That's a top. I Walk Alone is Saliva. definitely top. Oh, are you kidding me? That's, that's a, a top. Gr- yeah, that's a great song. Uh, let's see. That's a great song. Oh. Um, I, I, I like... Brock Lesnar's, yeah, because that's another one that kind of gets me. It, it gets, it's a it's a hype song. I don't love like the wooka, wooka, wooka. yeah. Like that's the, always a, I, thought, I always thought that one was that's funny. It's like that's a famous character. It's like wooka, wah, wah. yeah. It kind of throws me off, but like that <laughs> dun dun, like yeah. that, that really like gets me. What about the greatest uh, rap artist of all time, John Cena? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, that is an iconic song. Like you hear it, you know what's up. Oh, speaking of that, speaking of, like rapish, DX, like the DX theme song. Oh uh, yeah, solid. There's a rap duo in AEW now called The Acclaim, mm-hmm. and they uh, they rap on the guy raps his way to the ring, and okay. his bars are always really good. Yeah, he's like burns the 
the opponent, whoever he's wrestling, he like burns them by like saying something. So he's doing what Cena did, but much better. Much better. <laughs> much better. I mean, credits to Cena though. Back then, he's at he had some good bars, but yeah, he's doing a John Cena gimmick right now, and they're like so over. And uh, it just reminded me of that. Uh, you wouldn't guess though what their catchphrase is, hmm. because every wrestler has a good catchphrase. Right. The Rock has. If you smell the rocks cooking, Sunko has that's the bottom line. These guys' catchphrase is "Scissor me." Oh, what? <laughs> they got away with that, huh? Yeah. How dumb. They are so popular at saying "Scissor me," and now uh, Billy Gunn, who used to be badass Billy Gunn uh-huh. at DX, is now over there at AEW, and he's their manager. You know what they call him? Huh? They call him Daddy Ass. So they go, scissor me, Daddy Ass. <laughs> and they say that on TV every Wednesday. Dude, that's <laughs> and they're the most, gold. And they're the most over tag team right now. Like, everyone and what loves are they called? The Acclaim. Okay. And that's so, an AEW. AEW, yeah. Okay. So I highly check out, check out the Acclaim. Great tag team, by the way. Dude, yeah, that's hilarious. They are. Um, great tag team, but yeah, hilarious because you got these grown men, even the announcers like Jim Ross, who grew up in like the Attitude Era. He's so confused sometimes. He's like, yes, yeah, scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an older guy. Like he probably probably goes right over his head. Yeah, so everyone's like going like this and like, Cause ah. is that like their thing? Is they like, they go like this to each other or they go like this to the audience. And they make a big thing to go. Oh, oh. That's genius, though. <laughs> like, like it's just it's just on the cusp of being too explicit, but also acceptable. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not saying anything explicit, but at the same time, it's such a great innuendo. Oh, it's great as it's, your catchphrase. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> clearly that's something that's going to catch on. So they found gold in that. Yeah, scissor me. God, that's hilarious. I got. I gotta say, I. I know we've talked a lot about wrestling, but I don't ever get to talk about wrestling with anybody. <laughs> like I, I have no wrestling friends. Like I used to. My mom, my brother used to really be into it. That, that's no longer. But God, it, it is fun to like look back on wrestling stuff and actually have be able to talk to somebody that understands it and yeah. Gets I mean, it. and the funny thing about it is, um, a lot of people tell me is I have no, uh, uh like I. No filter or like no uh, shame about watching wrestling. I'll tell anybody. Yeah. Like, but... like everybody's like, oh, shouldn't that be like a, um, what do they call it? Like a, a secret, like a, like a guilty pleasure. Sure. Okay. And I'm like, no, I, I, I put down on front street. Yeah. But it's... I like wrestling. I love wrestling. I love to talk about wrestling. Um, I'm never going to change uh, that. Mm-hmm. Well, for one, that's good because you shouldn't have to hide who you are and who you and the things you enjoy. Yeah. Two, we already said like there's nothing to be embarrassed about with it. Like you know what mine is for that? It's Dragon Ball Z. You yeah. know, like I I, I I clearly have it out on front and display. Yeah, I I love Dragon Ball Z as well. Yeah. Who's your favorite character though? Vegeta. <sighs> I was gonna say that too, but he's the, he, I love Vegeta because he has the best character arc. He there's like not, Vegeta is the best. I was always, I was always a big Vegeta fan. Always a big Vegeta fan. I, I wasn't always. Uh, when I was a kid, I was definitely the Goku guy. Like Goku, see? just like the, the do-gooder. 
but in my in my uh, older age, I realized how good and how like awesome Vegeta is. It's always Vegeta. If if not Vegeta, I uh, I was like Trunks too. Trunks, was Trunks, badass. Trunks is badass. Older Trunks, not younger Trunks. Yeah, yeah, Trunks is badass. Um, I also like uh, Hercule. Uh, Her- I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hercule is so funny. He yeah. is funny, but he's, he's he's so funny. He's like the greatest uh, wrestler, or whatever, and he doesn't do anything. <laughs> just... They actually, uh, they actually made him as a mock to pro wrestling, like or not a mock, but to, yeah, yeah. to be like this over dramatic, exactly kind of American. Oh, I hate that. This one, if I bump it, it makes that popping noise. I hate that. No, I I, I love it. Um, I was gonna say, uh, I have a friend who doesn't live in Montana anymore, but his name is Dylan Times. Uh huh. And he's like this great kid. Uh, I met him at the Crystal one time. He came up to me and was like, "Hey, I recognize you from the show. Uh, I saw your you on Instagram. So you go to all these wrestling shows. I think that's so cool. Um, I'd love to talk to you about it. You know, like hang out and talk to you." And I was like, "Yeah, sure, buddy, whatever." And um, but he has this extensive knowledge of wrestling, and he actually he doesn't do it anymore. But he had a podcast. And he will always come over to my house. We'll watch a pay-per-view. He'll write some notes. And then we'll all um, talk about wrestling. Okay. And um, we actually, one of my favorite memories is we all watched the Rory Rumble together. And we did a pod. And it was like four or five of us. Uh Uh-huh. And my buddies who really don't do like podcasts, they're just like, I just like to watch it. Like, like, talk to them. Hey, stick around. Let's, Let's do this. And they all ended up having like the best time. We were all like, chatting about wrestlers we all just like had like little inputs to put in we all get like some some of us would get distracted about something and have like a separate conversation and then uh it was just like we're just like rambling on but it was like some of the best stuff so with that being said like if we ever do like a big roy rumble party again loved for you to come down oh dude that'd be awesome yeah so he you say don't do the podcast he doesn't he moved away um Do do you happen to remember the name of the podcast um wrestling times i met that guy i met that guy at a at a new year's eve party it was a house party okay and somehow i got on the conversation of podcasts and he and he's like i have a podcast and he showed me that and i followed that one i didn't really i listened to a couple episodes but were you on it regularly um not so much the newest not not older stuff but like some of his like newer stuff or like or in, in between i should say uh-huh i was there um, some of the older stuff I missed out on. He was there with my, with my other buddies, like, excuse me, John and Travis and everybody. Um, but in the, there was a in between part where I was like, that's hilarious. What a small world. It is a small world, but he, uh, yeah, he was a great kid. And uh, shout out to whatever he's doing now. Yeah. Um, we haven't we got lost contact with him. He he moved away and got a. He was like telling me he was like, oh, I gotta get like a new cell phone. Blah blah blah. Like, his uh, he's he moved with his girlfriend, and like their stuff got stolen out of her car. Mm-hmm. So he was just trying to like build everything back up. It was like, all right, if you get it, once you get a phone again, be sure to give us your number or whatever. Never did. <laughs> Never did. Damn. So I was like, well, I hope you're good. I hope you're good. We all we all miss you, buddy. So yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm down definitely for uh, if you guys do a party. I'm yeah. No. Um, I think the Roy Rumble was actually coming up. It's going to be at the end of this month. I think it's January 28th. Okay. And um, 
I'm not going to go to it. Right. So the plan is uh, the Royal Rumble is actually the biggest one. It's bigger than WrestleMania. It's bigger than SummerSlam. Only because how much fun we get. You know, we are. Uh, For like the, 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 the countdown and the all The countdown. That. We have like little games we play. Okay. There's some drinking games. There's, you know, it's, it's a great atmosphere. So, and I definitely the ones that I bring non-wrestling fans to and I invite them to because we were just counting down. Well, we were just watching a bunch of dudes draw each other off the top rope. So that's almost it's almost it's that's fun for non-wrestling fans to get yeah. to experience that with a bunch of wrestling fans because yeah, you, it's not like a traditional wrestling match where the you know there's a winner. Right. There's people getting thrown off. There's surprises. You know, there's debuts. There's always at least one or two big like yeah surprise yeah. entries. Yeah. So it's always a big deal. So uh, yeah, uh, the end of this month, I'll let you know. Hell Keep yeah, touch, but yeah, definitely a Royal Rumble party, and it's like we gotta let's wrap this up. Let's uh, let's all let's all talk about wrestling on a pod or something. Hell yeah, dude! I'm so down. <laughs> yeah. All right, deal. Well, speaking of wrapping up, let's wrap this thing up here. Okay, um, dude. First of all, appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely, like absolutely, this yeah. was a lot of fun getting yeah. to like reminisce and talk about some old school I, stuff. I, and... I appreciate you asking me to come on. Oh, dude! Like I said, and I stand by it. You're very intriguing person like just getting to see some of the stuff you do and like and for one i gotta say i love that you're ambitious enough to do it because not a lot of people are yeah i mean when i first moved down here i wanted to put my hands in a bit of everything i wanted to be a part of it whether it was like uh throwing a party or hosting an event or just helping a business grow even if i made zero dollars out of it i just wanted more people to come down and enjoy it yeah, uh, that was my main goal. I was like, I love, you know, downtown. So why not focus all my energy and bringing people downtown? Yeah, well, dude, you are very much a life of the party type of guy, and I can tell you got a lot of life in you, and and you show that. So I appreciate that. It's very kind. Um, I like to end my episode with a positive or motivational message from the guest to the audience. What do you got for us? Um, so. A lot lately has been on my mind is about people's opinions and what they think of me. And I think what dry, drives me more than ever is not so much what they think of me, it's what they remember about me. So if I can leave on a, a good impression or if I can work hard into seeing something, you know, uh, make it to the light of day, that's what my main goal is. And I say if anybody sees any obstacle that is like too hard to pass, I would say keep pushing because you don't know how close you are to accomplishing it. There's been many times where I've gotten so close and got like, oh man, this is too hard. I should probably back off. Not knowing how close I was to actually getting what I wanted. So I would just say keep pushing, man. Keep going. Um, no matter what's in your head, no matter people's opinions, you know, they you think they dictate how your life is. If something negative came towards me, most people would be like, oh, man, like, why you keep posting? Like, why are you going to keep doing that? No, I got to show them that life keeps going on. I'm going to continue being myself. I'm going to continue posting the content I want to post. So I want to, at the end of the day, be happy. And that's what it's about. Like, that's where my, you know, everything should be about. For sure. Can't let anybody else's opinions bring you down. Yeah. You can't make everybody happy and you're... You can't. I mean, you shouldn't have to. So if... um. You find yourself down, just look back and seeing what you did and how well you are 
and keep posting, keep doing what you're doing. And I, yeah, I, that's, so like, I, um, I appreciate you doing what you're doing. Well, no matter what you just keep posting. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, thank you. I appreciate that. So, and I'm glad you got to be a part of it. Add to the, add to the positivity in the world and stuff like that. That's the whole point. Yeah. And yeah, I appreciate you bringing me on and, you know, letting me ramble about wrestling. Oh dude, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) I mean, you know how many times I gotten to talk about wrestling on this thing? Zero. (laughs) Unless I was talking about it like with just me, but yeah, never had to have a conversation, you know? Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun to reminisce. It's fun to bring back old stories. Some, some uh, I haven't talked about in forever. So it's always therapeutic to kind of release that and, you know, talk about it. So I really appreciate that. Absolutely, man. Well, I'm looking forward to the Royal Rumble then. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the first a party. Time. I'll be one of the first wrestling events I got to see in a long, long time. So. It's going to be a party. I'm you, actually you, excited. You'd be, you be ready to party. Oh, dude, I always am. Yeah. <laughs> and for everybody out there, thank you so much for watching. We really appreciate it. If you don't mind, like, share, and subscribe. But most importantly, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it. You've got to keep on going.